0: Welcome to the Independent Dependent Podcast. I'm Amber. And I'm Nina. This podcast takes you behind the scenes into the life of U.S. military spouses. We chat about all things lifestyle, business, and how to become an independent dependent. All right, guys, in today's episode, we've got Hannah Butler, who is a young wealth coach, and she's talking to us about how young military couples can start building wealth, budgeting, and developing a healthy money mindset in your marriage and your business.
1: Yes. Yeah, super excited to get into this episode.
0: Yeah, me too. All right,
2: guys,
1: let's get into it.
2: All right. <laughs> Hello, Hannah. How are you? I'm so good. How are you?
1: I am amazing. I'm super excited to have you here today because we already did an intro kind of to what you are here for and all the things, but I would love to get an intro for you and tell us some fun facts about you where you're currently stationed and how, how many years you've been in Millspo and how you met your spouse.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, my name is Hannah. I am the Young Wealth Coach. I teach women how to build wealth, get in control of their finances and really live out the life of their dreams. I was born and raised in Nampa, Idaho, and I love Jesus, my husband, my dog, and the beach. And I've been a military spouse for 2 years now, just over 2 years. My husband and I met when I was 14 and he was 15, so just little babies. And I started dating a couple of years later and actually got married super young, too. Got married at 18 and 19, and I was the best decision ever and we Love our life. We're currently stationed in California in the Bay Area right now. So okay. we are at the beach often.
1: You yes, <laughs> <I> love that. Amber can relate to that as well. Yes. I think Amber, didn't you meet Keegan in high school?
0: Yes. We met in high school but we didn't start dating until we were like college age. So I was a junior in college and he that's when he went off to the military to the air force. So we like kind of just kept crossing yes. paths but yeah I, I love that and I'm in Florida <laughs> so to I totally be. love the
2: beach yes. too yes
1: <laughs> yes and then I can totally relate to you too because I actually got married at 18 and then I turned 19 like two months after so it's super cool we're like all like twinsies over here but
2: yeah yes I um, love it
1: Yes. I would love to know some interesting experience that you've had with homeschooling because I know that you've mentioned that you were homeschooled and you had some really fun experiences there if you want to share a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think one just kind of funny thing are like the stereotypes behind homeschooling. Almost every person I meet when I say, yeah, I was homeschooled like, from kindergarten through like my senior year of high school. They're like, but you seem so normal. And, and just things like that, or the opposite side of like, oh, you must be so smart. Like if you were homeschooled. So I just think it's funny how different people have so many different like perceptions of that. And when really the majority of like homeschools, it is very just normal. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I love the, like the freedom behind it. And for me, I think it was like the best thing ever because I didn't have like the set like schedule. I didn't have to be in class from like, 8am till 2 or 3pm. I was able to just kind of do what I wanted and learn a lot of like self motivation, self discipline and start working at a really young age and just kind of all of that freedom to like pursue my own passion. It was amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. And then speaking of those passions, so you said you took entrepreneurship classes, some personal finance, accounting, and business classes. And I feel like that kind of sparked where you are today. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience and how you were able to do that while you were homeschooled? Or is that correct? Well, like while you were being homeschooled, you were able to take these classes? Or is this something you pursued afterwards?
2: It was while I was in high school, actually. The homeschool program that my parents used for high school, it was kind of like an online at home type school so they had all these extra options and so then i saw that and i asked my mom hey can i also take all of these other classes and my parents were always super supportive they're like yeah if that's what you're interested in like of course you should learn about these things and after taking like the first one i took was the entrepreneurship one and i just fell in love with it i was like oh my gosh this is amazing i've like never heard of these things before this is definitely like Something I'm really passionate about. The love for entrepreneurship took that class first and that kind of led me like, Oh, this is really cool, but business and finance and all these other things are really important parts of entrepreneurship. Kind of regardless of what path I pursue with this, I need to know how to like keep my books and even in my personal life, how to like maintain my finances and stuff. So I just kind of continued taking these classes and then. I just started falling in love with it more and more. And then when we got married and we got stationed here, it was like a shock to me to see how many other young people had no idea what they were doing. And they had like kind of a disaster when it came to their finances. So it was really a light bulb moment for me to just be like, Hey, I could actually like really help these people. It's so easy to not struggle if you know what you're doing, but it's so sad because just nobody's been taught that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Oh, I I totally understand that. that. Yeah, I definitely Um, agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything that like specifically, I mean, obviously you don't have to say names or like who these people are, right? But is there any like situation that specifically stuck out to you where you were like, okay, this is like not like financial fitness at all whatsoever when you kind of got to that point?
2: Definitely just seeing how much people relied on the military. I think Mm -hmm. it was weird. Even people in my husband's shop. So he's not planning on staying in. And there are some people that are like, almost like dumbfounded. Like they are like, how could you not stay in the military? Because they're so (laughs) reliant their whole lives. Like if they didn't have the military, they feel like they wouldn't be able to function. Like they just wouldn't. For
0: sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Just kind of knowing that like, people legitimately think like they can't do it outside of the military. And I think that's so sad because you totally can. I mean, if you love the military, you want to stay in, that's totally cool. But I just think it's sad. if like your only reasoning for staying in is because you feel so reliant and you're like living that paycheck to paycheck life. And you're so stuck that you just feel your only option is to just continue in your little rut. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. I totally get that. I mean, my husband's very similar in, well, in the way of your husband's thinking, where he kind of uses the military not really as like a backup plan, but this is not his end goal with life. So I can totally understand that. And he's definitely had experiences like that where, you know, he's like, why do people rely on it so much, you know? But yeah, that's super cool. Um, what was the aha moment? Did you just kind of have that entrepreneurship idea where you're like, okay, I can turn this into a business and help people.
2: Yeah. So I actually started looking into Dave Ramsey's like become a coach program. But then as I was looking to, I wasn't really sure about it. It just, it wasn't like checking all the boxes that I wanted it to. And then I found this other girl, her name, she goes by financial coach Jess. And I started watching like her YouTube videos and all these things. And I was like, Oh my goodness. I can do the same thing, but here with like the military spouses and the wives and help these families. So I actually got uh, connected with her and she helped me set up my whole business. And she really inspired me into working with these other uh, spouses here. And like she works with college grads, helping them kind of get rid of all their student loans. So being able to do something so similar and help people in such a big way, it was so like, that's kind of like the aha moment of like finances affect people's lives in such a deep way. And they're so important. It really has like this. Overall, like life changing effect when you get in control of your finances. And so I just thought it was the coolest thing ever to be able to start doing that here with these families and like being able to change their whole lives by only helping them with this one thing.
0: Yeah. 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 I think that's so true when you were saying that it has such an effect (laughs) and like deep impact on families because our world revolves around money, right? Like we can't do anything without having some sort of like currency to exchange for trips or food or a house. And yeah, so I think that that's such a good point. Did you see like any common obstacles when you were kind of starting to do your work with spouses or families like in the military life, like things that were super common amongst the people that you were working with?
2: Yeah, actually in the first couple months that I was working, I worked with about 6 families in that time frame. And every single one of them only knew the minimum payments of like all their debt, like their car payments or credit cards, all those things. And they mm-hmm. had no idea what their total debt was. They just they never even thought of it. They'd never considered that it was a problem or they never considered how much interest they were paying and how much money they were losing. Most of them Would come and they'd be like, I just don't know where my money's going. Yeah. Um, And so I think that was so, to me, that was kind of like a shock. Like I've always, even in high school, like kept track of my finances and like what I was earning and spending. So just to hear that all these people, like, it's such an easy fix. They just never, they've never been told like to keep track of their money. They've never, done the work, they just don't know how to do that. So being able to just sit down with them and like just do these little things can make such a huge difference for them.
0: Yeah, I think that's such a good point too about only knowing the minimums, not to like be too personal, but I feel like that's super common amongst myself and even other people that I'm super close with. Like when we talk about, oh, we've got these bills to pay or whatever, we're just talking about the minimum. Like that's what we need to pay to stay in the clear versus like, how can we start actually making bigger payments or, you know, whatever to avoid the accruing interest? That's a really great point. That's awesome. Yeah.
2: And I can definitely I think say that. just do these little things can make such a huge difference for them.
0: Yeah. I think that's such a good point, too, about only knowing the minimums, not to like be too personal. But I feel like that's super common amongst myself and even other people that I'm super close with. Like, When we talk about, oh, we've got these bills to pay or whatever, we're just talking about the minimum. Like that's what we need to pay to stay in the clear versus like, how can we start actually making bigger payments or, you know, whatever to avoid the accruing interest? That's a really great point. That's awesome.
1: When I was a little bit younger, um, you know, you get your first credit card. I was not worried about the interest rate and it's something that like, It's like a reality check when you actually go and do your finances, which I know a lot of people are scared of. And we'll talk about when we get a little bit more into like money mindset and stuff towards the end here. But I can definitely see how that's like a huge problem because I've been through it as well. Yeah. So after working with some of these military spouses on their finances and things, what would you say the biggest transformation was seeing them after you had worked with them, you know, like with their lives, what they've said to you um, about like your services and things?
2: Yeah, I think one girl, she told me after I had only done one session with her, but after she was like, Oh my goodness, this course is everything to me. And just kind of like the general transformation of these people come in, you know, and they're feeling so stuck and frustrated and kind of like desperate. Like this is the point, like they're at their end, like, cause they're struggling so much. They're so unhappy. And to see that transformation to like by the end of the course, they're capable. They're confident. They really understand their money. So it's not like, Oh, the course is over. We're just going to go back to our old ways. It's now I have all the tools, the resources, the knowledge. And I know what to do. So I don't have to go back. And now I get to continue on empowered with my money in like control of my money and all these things. And I really, and that's kind of like a core piece of my program is that you don't just come in, pay off your debt. And then as soon as you're done with the course, you're right back in debt. It's Mm -hmm. really to teach you like, this is how your money works. This is how interest occurs. And like, just all these different things of like, kind of like the why behind money and how these things like economics and all these things work. So um, really teaching people kind of like the basics so they understand helps I think keep them out of debt and keep them in control down the road so they don't have to go back to that point of struggle and frustration.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's really, really powerful. And what's the name
2: of this course? Young Wealth Coaching. Oh, that's awesome. I love that.
1: But yeah, so if for our listeners that maybe are a little bit confused um, or frustrated with their finances or just like how I used to be and just avoid like even like dealing with them at all, what are some tips um, for like just starting on the journey to kind of, I would say repairing <laughs> them? I don't know if I'm using the correct terminology for that, but yeah, what are some tips that you um, have?
2: I would say for starters, I know a lot of people, especially young people and women specifically, think of budgets as really restrictive and controlling. And so then they don't want to budget because they're like, that's not fun. That's boring. That's annoying. And all those things. So I think sitting down and just writing out your expenses is a great way to start just writing down like, this is what I spent money on over like the past two weeks. And seeing kind of where your money is going is a really good indicator of like what needs to change or like what you're happy with, what you're not happy with. I actually did that in high school. And at the end of the two weeks, I realized I had spent probably like a $100 on coffee, just on coffee. Oh my gosh. So then I was like, oh no, like, and yeah. that's interesting, like I don't want to do that again. And so a lot of people, they avoid it so much, like you're saying, and then they don't realize what they're doing. And so just mm-hmm. kind of writing it out, just to start just to see where your money's going. And then from there, after doing that, you can kind of start building a budget that works for you so that you do still have maybe $10 for coffee instead of a hundred <laughs> and uh, Gosh. all like these different things of like, you don't want it to be restrictive because if it's restrictive, obviously you're just going to resent it. And after a little while, you're just going to walk away because you hate it. And that's like, that's not sustainable so you really need to find something like that you can keep up with. It's simple for you to follow and understand, but you're also able to stick to it and you're organized with your money and you're being very purposeful so that you have money for what you want and you're dumping all the things you actually don't really need.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah that I, is okay. I was just going to say, I love that. So yeah, we're definitely not the best at like setting a strict budget and then sticking with it because like you said, it feels very restrictive. And you want to like, then I don't know, it's that mindset of like, oh, well, if I can't, then I want to more or something. Right. But I think, <laughs> yes, exactly. But I think that's such a good point of just like sitting down actually looking at what you're spending your money on. And if that actually even feels good, because a lot of times you might look back or I know I might look back and be like, why? literally, why? Why did I like spend so much $50 on X, Y, or Z when now, looking back, that doesn't actually make me like feel good, or I'm not like super excited about that <laughs> purchase that I made, so I love that point of just actually bringing awareness to what you're spending your money on and seeing how it feels, like what's the feeling behind it so yeah, I love that i was I had a question for you, Hannah, and wow. I don't know if you have opinions on this or not, but as you were kind of talking i know, I think you mentioned. Dave Ramsey, and I know a few people who have used that system, and I just didn't know if you had thoughts about it, or if it's similar to like what you are doing within your program or, you know, other big kind of popular mainstream, I guess, like saving programs like that. If you yeah. just have like thoughts or experiences compared to what you're offering within your program now.
2: For sure. Dave Ramsey obviously is such a huge figure when it comes to Mm -hmm. financial freedom. And in high school, actually, I did take his like the high school version of his like financial piece in addition to the other personal finance class I took. And when I was a little kid, my parents did his financial piece university. So I'm very familiar with his brand and what he offers. And I think for people who are in a lot of debt and they're adults kind of further in, on in their lives, I think his program is amazing and way more beneficial than like what I'm offering because I do think my program is just a little different. I think sure. the Financial Peace University, what he teaches is really focused on getting out of debt and building stability. Whereas my goal is more working with the younger couples and younger women, teaching them how to build wealth. So when we're so young, we probably don't have quite as much debt built up already maybe mm-hmm. just a little bit on a credit card, maybe a car payment. But we're not like crazy in debt. I would hope most people are age Yeah. <laughs> and so my focus is kind of more like beyond just dumping debt, you want to be building wealth. And Dave Ramsey kind of touches on like retirement accounts and like after you've dumped all your debt, like investing and stuff. But mine too is just really like your life in general. I don't want to be held back by my money, right? I don't want To look at my bank account and think, oh, I can't do something because my bank account like says no. I want to be able to do the things that are important to me and that I value kind of regardless of my bank account. So my course is much more on the wealth and the mindset and how to really work smarter, not harder. And for like the young women who are like kind of really passionate about living the life of their dreams and Kind of understanding like, okay, if this is what I want, how do I get there? How do I set a goal to earn the money that I need to get there? Because I don't want to be in debt, but this is also really important to me. And I want to be able to pay for this and invest in this. So they just kind of just like the focus of the course is a little different.
0: Yeah. I love that. Thank you for explaining. Cause I, I'm sure there are plenty of listeners out there who have also heard of Dave Ramsey and, um, just kind of, it's super interesting to hear how your course is, it sounds like very different, neither like worse or better, but just like different in, you know, the sense of where the person is in their life and kind of their, what their financial, you know, life currently looks like and how your course is going to just help more set yourself. Like it sounds more proactive in my right. opinion, which is awesome. And I love that, especially with like you were saying, young, Military, um, families or young military couples, like you are definitely thrown into, <laughs> I guess you could think like a positive situation because the military covers so many things, but that could definitely take away the learning experience of learning how to properly budget because you're, you know, you know that you're getting a set amount of this or the military is covering your housing, all those things that sometimes other people in civilian careers don't have to, they don't get that. Benefit they've got a budget from the get go (laughs) and figure out how to pay for bills. So, I yeah, that sounds awesome and definitely so needed. So, I was just gonna say, I think
1: that's so needed because you don't see that very often. A lot of times, you find courses and programs and things meant for people that have kind of like what you said already kind of dug themselves in a hole of like debt, and a lot of times, younger people can't relate to that. So, I love that you took that approach and are kind of. Helping the younger generation build wealth before they kind of go down the rabbit hole of just, you know, building upon debt, <laughs> essentially. So I really, I really like that about that. I had another question for you. What would you say? I don't know if you've worked with like military spouse entrepreneurs at all, or even just within your own business. The biggest differences between like business finances and like within a household versus like, you know, someone working in nine to five and having those that like, Corporate income. What would you say the difference, biggest difference between the two of those are when it comes to like families that you've seen or even within your own business?
2: Yeah, I think I kind of like the perspective isn't always the same. The nine to five, you know, you have a salary, people consider it to be pretty safe, you know, and so then they're more willing to kind of go spend and they almost. They just assume it's like more safe, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. But as an entrepreneur, personally, I feel like that's even more safe or it's more free because it's not a set rate. It's not like this is how much you make. And this is what your budget needs to be to fit in this rate because this is what your salary is. With entrepreneurship, it's, oh, I want to go on this trip. So I need to make this much extra this month. What do I need to do to go out and make that extra money?
1: And oh, so I love that. Yeah. yeah. There's I like that a lot.
2: Um, I just think there's a lot more freedom in the budgeting and income and seeing money as it is just like a medium of exchange. So, how can I add more value to people's lives this month so I can make this extra money and go on my trip? Or there's just so much more flexibility to me and ability to grow and scale. Whereas in your nine to five or a corporate, it is kind yeah. of just a set rate. And for some people, like, that's better like they need the structure and I think that's fine but for me personally I do love just like the entrepreneurship of like hey I want to go do this what do I need to do to get there
1: yeah and I Amber and I can totally relate on this I want to speak for you Amber but starting our own business we've kind of like that was one of the main reasons we started our business as soon as we kind of figured out like what it was all about so I love that take on it yeah Amber I didn't know if you had something to say about that as well
0: yeah, I was just going to say, you said something, Hannah, that I think is just so powerful. You said, how can I add more value or bring more value this month in order to reach my financial goal? And I think that is so powerful because I know a lot of us, like we don't, selling might be scary or selling is intimidating or we don't want to come off being salesy. Some people are natural sellers, right? And just really good at sales. But some of us entrepreneurs are like, oh, I don't like that side. It feels uncomfortable. But when you reframe it, which I'm sure we can start diving into the money mindset part too, but I love that you're framing it in a way of like, how can I bring more value to my, to my clients? How can I bring more value to my audience in order to reach my goals? Not how can I make more sales or how can I sell a hundred dollars more of this? It's, it's switching how you're phrasing it to yourself. And I, that feels so much better to me personally, hearing you say it that way than like coming at it from a super salesy yes. uh, verbiage, you know? So I, yes. yeah, I just love that.
1: Yeah. And that's something I find with like my clients. They get really scared about the selling part because it feels icky because you're like, oh, I'm coming out with an offer so that way I can make more money off of people. When in reality, all of my clients know that they help people in their own way. And yeah, like just to piggyback off of what Amber said, I love that you reframed it that way because like just having that mindset as an entrepreneur, especially like a service provider specifically it is like so important to kind of keep you off of that trail of feeling like you're going down that like salesy sleazy route. So I totally I love that. But yeah, I would love to dive into some like money mindset talk. I know Amber and I have done lots of work with our like business coaches and just like on our own on money mindset. And I would love to know what you think the biggest obstacle, whether it's for entrepreneurs or just people in general, military families that you see with like a round money mindset.
2: Yeah, I think a big struggle, even for me when I first started, especially because my whole program is about building wealth. And I feel like we're told a lot of times that like being rich is greedy and building wealth is greedy. And so then like, you shouldn't want that. And... Mm -hmm. You shouldn't want these things because it's greedy to want that. But you also need to be successful. And if you're not successful, then you're failing, but you can't be greedy. And because then you're like a bad person. So kind of coming into this of like, like, how do you do the right thing there? Right. Because it's so contradictory. So really learning. There's a podcast I love listening to. It's called Think Like an Entrepreneur. You should definitely go check yeah. it out if you have the time. She covers a lot of things about like sales being icky and the mindset behind that too. And I just think she's really powerful in the way she talks about it and the mindset behind everything when it comes to entrepreneurship. And she really clearly shows like the value you provide and like the amount of money you make is directly related to the impact you make. So the more money you make in a job like this in an entrepreneurship role, relates to the impact you've made, how many people you've helped. So instead of seeing it as like, wow, like I'm being greedy or like, cause I'm making all this money. I'm like a bad person. You're actually helping so many people. Like the amount of money you're making is because you're helping this many people. So like the more money you make, the more people you help. So I think that helped me a lot. and just going to say like, it's not greedy to want to help people. And they're compensating you for all the value that you've given them, right? It's an exchange. And that's how it should be. So I think that really helped me and just people in general, especially like some of the people i worked with, like, it's not greedy to want to take care of your family, to want to live in a stable life. And, you know, so many people say health is wealth. Well, wealth is also health because if you're struggling, you're stressed, you're frustrated, you're worried. It can destroy your relationship with the people close to you. Like that's not healthy at all. So it's just kind of like kind of goes back and forth with each other. So I think we're realizing that it's not greedy to want to like provide well and it's not greedy because you're providing value. It's not like you're just taking money for yourself. Like that's not what we're doing here. So I just think we're encouraging people like your hard work pays off, you're being compensated for your hard work. And it's not greedy. And it's not does it make you a bad person. And you are being successful without being icky and sleazy, because you're being authentic and providing all this value and really changing people's lives.
0: So yeah, powerful! I love that. Yeah, same. I think that it's such a it's just so contrasting from what we have been like as a society told, you know, when you're chasing, not chasing, it's not a good word. When you're trying to increase your sales or increase your revenue or get a higher salary or a higher wage, you know, it society tells us that, especially as women, that we shouldn't be doing
2: that. <laughs> and
0: I think that's so powerful to, you know, recognize that, like, You're so right. If you are not meeting your income goals and being able to achieve what your family financial needs are, you're stressed. And that's not a healthy place to be. And, you know, viewing it in a sense that like this meeting your financial goals is actually going to help you stay healthy in your relationships and in life in general. And then that's going to, you know, keep the propeller going. The more healthy you are, the better you're going to be able to show up and serve your clients or your customers or your team or your boss or whoever, and, uh, you know, keep the cycle going. So I think that's such a good point too. I loved that. Were you going to say something, Nina?
1: (laughs) Oh, no, I was going to piggyback off of kind of what you said. I really, so my business is centered around and helping female service providers that are trying to like, you know, build their wealth with flexibility and freedom. And I think it's so powerful to like how Amber said, like society, especially as women tells us that, You know, financial freedom, or you know, even just like, oh, you're being greedy about, you know, selling whatever you're selling. I just think it's total BS to be 100% honest with you guys. But I think it's so powerful to put money in the hands of more women. So that's just all I was going to like piggyback off of there. But yeah, I, I also would love to know about like, again, on your stance on like money mindset. Do you feel like having a strong money mindset is something that? Is like a must, especially like in the field of being an entrepreneur, even just like trying to like, you know, build up your financial fitness? Or is it something that you can like work through as you're going? Or is it more like foundational? Like that would be essentially like the first step.
2: Yeah, I think it might depend on the entrepreneur and kind of what their expertise is. For me, you know, since my whole course, my whole business is based off of finance. For me, it's pretty foundational. If I didn't have very good money mindset, my whole course would be terrible. But for someone who isn't necessarily in finance, in the world of finance in their entrepreneurship, it might be a little easier to learn along the way. I do think in order to succeed, that is something that definitely needs to be learned. Because as an entrepreneur, like kind of going back to what we talked about earlier, like how can I create more value? How can I increase my sales and add income this month? And if you have a restrictive mindset, if you have a really limiting mindset when it comes to money, that's not what you're going to be thinking. You're going to be thinking, Oh my gosh, how can I cut like expenses? I need to like save every penny. And you become this really extra frugal and like almost like toxic to yourself person. Cause instead of. Helping your business grow, you're actually kind of crushing your business down on yourself. So I think it's really important to have that expansive mindset and like just really being open to growing and building in a really healthy way. Like money is just an object. It's a medium of exchange. It's not good and it's not bad, but it's how you use it. So how can you show up in your business kind of like unattached? and use money in the most effective and efficient way without kind of being like afraid or scared or stressed and like having kind of like these negative emotions behind that.
1: Yeah. Um, that's goodness. awesome. That. Yes. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. This is such an amazing talk. I am loving this conversation, but I know that Amber and I, again, we talked about this at the beginning. I've done lots of money mindset work on our end, especially like when starting a business and I personally have found and like with chats with Amber, I know that she feels similarly that a lot of times like having a bad money mindset comes from, you know, like how you were exposed to money when you were young or how you saw exchange of money happening in your household. Um, and I would say one of the biggest effects that that had in my own household on me was that like my family treated money like something like that like it was something to like hold on to and like you can't give it away and not good not bad medium of exchange it was always like it was running out even though it wasn't now that I'm an adult I know that but yeah Amber I don't know if you wanted to touch on that as far as like your experience that as when you were young I know that you were taught to be like super duper smart with your money but I'd love to hear your um, thoughts on that as well yeah I- <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I think I agree. And I was gonna see if like, Hannah, that had any impact on kind of how you've built your business. Because, yeah, obviously, like Nina was saying, her family is a little bit more restrictive or like protective, I guess you could say. And my family, you know, growing up taught us to definitely be like very frugal, like you were saying, like, just be smart, like not, not super restrictive, like, oh, no, we don't have it. But just smart in the purchases that they encourage us to make growing up. And, you know, we're trying to teach us about budgeting and like being smart, but still a little bit restrictive. And so I wonder if that's something that you dive into with your clients, or if that's a topic that you cover within your course, or if that has even, you know, come up as you're kind of coaching the families and stuff through um, this, yeah, experience.
2: Yes, that um, is definitely a huge part of mindset the way you view money and like growing up how money is kind of used or seen in your household it even like in my own life my parents were really good about teaching us how to use money and i would say they were frugal but not super frugal they were very they preached teaching us how to use money wisely so it's just kind of like if you want something you come by it just don't be wasteful if that makes Mm -hmm. sense and i remember this happened all the time I'd be like, Hey mom, can I have this? Or can I get this? Like, Hey dad, I want to buy this. And so then their response was always, okay, go earn some money, go buy it. Like if you want it, that's fine, but you have to pay for it for yourself. So that too kind of really helped me. Like if you work for something, you like put in the work for it, you earn it. Like, of course you can go and buy it. But then it also kind of helps you weed out like, Oh, well I actually don't care about it that much. So maybe I just won't buy it. (laughs) Um, I think that is really important. And I tell, especially the really young couples, the like newly married couples, because, you know, different families mm-hmm. use money in different ways. So that's a huge problem. They come into this relationship and they're like, well, I use money like this, or I view money like this. And so they're, they have these different perspectives of money. Maybe like in some families, if money was always thought about and parents were, like screaming at each other because of their finances. Then now that, like, child, now that they're, they're an adult, they're like afraid to talk about money because they don't want to fight. And so they view money as causing fights. So then they're like, oh, I'm just going to like not talk about money. I'm not going to deal with it because I don't want to fight with people.
1: That is so me. I can so relate to
2: that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so just kind of learning things like that. I'm like, it's like money's not going to cause fights unless you're handling it in a like bad way and in a healthy way, talking about it is really beneficial and helpful. And just kind of like learning those things is super important. And we do cover that in my course of like kind of considering like you as a person, like what is your view of money? What's your perspective of money? Is that healthy? Why do you think those things and kind of like working through all of that and like making sure going forward and like beyond the course in your life, you're capable of kind of weeding out the unhealthy mindset thoughts and really maintaining and creating this like healthy and aware mindset towards your money. So you're capable and you're not like afraid or stuck. Yeah,
0: yeah, that is such a good point. I feel like you're like part financial. Well, what what's your official title? What do you call yourself? Like a financial coach or financial? On my
2: website, it says consultant, but consultant. Um, my whole okay. program is like
0: Young coaching kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like you're definitely like a financial coach slash like financial therapist a little bit because (laughs) (laughs) but it's so true. I come from a social work background. So it's obviously I'm a little bit, I'm picking up on like things that you're talking about. And I'm like, but that's so true. You have, I mean, you said it at the beginning, finances run deep and um, it impacts so many parts of your life, including your relationships. And yeah. as couples, yeah. we, ha- you know, it's such an it comes up every day, I'm sure, right? Like you've been yeah. talking about budget. Do I have enough money to go buy this or go out to lunch? Or, you know, what what can we do this weekend? You know, can we afford to go on a date night, like that kind of stuff. And so I just think it's kind of funny, but awesome at the same time that you're, you know, obviously helping with the financial coaching and stuff. But you're also, you know, helping get the relationship part involved, because that can benefit so much from the financial coaching overall too so i just wanted to point that out i thought that
1: was great i'm like thinking maybe i should have taken your course when i first got married because i have this like really bad well i used to have i'm so much better now that i've worked on it obviously but i used to have this horrible money mindset of like i could not i had a fear literal like like anxiety would come up when i would check my bank account I could spend all the money I wanted, but I could not see how much was left <laughs> Um, because I was always taught that like that was like seeing money coming out of my bank account was like a bad thing. So it was really hard for me to like, you know, go to my husband and be like, hey, you know, and just like communicate about the finances. Whereas like for him, for example, anytime he makes a purchase, he's telling me what it is, why he needs it, what he needs it for, and how long it's going to take for him to be able to afford it. It's something that he's like saving up for. And it like really helped me just kind of... (laughs) changed my mindset, just like working with him on that. So yeah, I think that's super duper powerful that (laughs) you are teaching this inside of your course. Because again, like for people like me that have that anxiety around it, when you go into a marriage with that mindset, it can be, it can take a pretty good or pretty big toll on that. But Yeah. yeah, I don't know, Amber, if you had a piece on that. No,
0: I mean, yeah, I was just gonna agree, obviously, with everything you were saying. I mean... Yeah, finances are <laughs> a huge part, especially as I think, I don't know, Hannah, if you ever kind of felt this way when you first got into your relationship or in your marriage, or if you've experienced this with other couples, but pro- potentially people who or spouses who are entrepreneurs now or just working a regular job, if they ever feel like kind of what you're saying before, they're dependent on the military a little bit and like, feel like they can't buy what they want to buy because it's not the money that the spouse is bringing in. It's the money that the military and active duty military members bringing in. I don't know if that's anything you've experienced before, but Nina and I have talked about that, how sometimes oh, yeah. if you're not like profitable in your business yet, or if you're not making as much money as your spouse, like you don't feel like you can, you know, spend money, go buy Whatever outfit you want to buy or go get your nails done or whatever. Um, so I don't know Treat if that's yourself. come up. Yeah, yeah exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah, that has come up, especially between my husband and I. When we first got married, I wasn't working. And then since then, I worked just for a little bit as a barista at a coffee shop. And then I had a nanny job while he was deployed. And so kind of beyond that, I just worked side hustles while I was starting the business. So I've always made less than him. But we always were really good about like, we have a joint bank account. Mm What's yours is mine. What's mine is yours. And we're just very respectful of each other. Cause you know, as a partnership, it doesn't matter who brought in the money. We're here together as a team to grow and to live our lives. And so instead of just being like, it's my money, I can do whatever I want. You can't touch it. I've like had couples say that to each other before and it's kind of terrifying.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um,
2: (laughs) But just kind of having that respect for like, if I want to spend money, I need to be okay with him spending the same amount of money. And if I'm not okay with that, or he's not okay with me spending a certain amount, then he also can't spend that amount on himself. If that makes sense. Like, if I want to spend a hundred dollars shopping, then I have to be okay with him spending a hundred dollars on fishing stuff. And
1: <laughs> yes. so if I'm
2: if I'm like not comfortable with that, then I also need to not spend that on myself. So just kind of keeping that. Agreement to be really respectful and like, yes, you can still go buy stuff for yourself. You can spend money on yourself, but doing it in respect of the other person and their work and their time and money as well.
0: That's such a good point. Yeah. My husband and I have had a joint bank account since before we were married. And I think that that has I know we had couples around us like, well, you're not even married yet. Like, are you sure you want to do that? And to be honest, I think him and I just had that kind of like, I didn't have a job when I first moved down to be with him. So I was absolutely not bringing any money into our (laughs) uh, bank account for a while, for a few months. And I definitely felt that guilt. But we had a lot of conversations about that. Like, we are together. We're doing this together, even though we're not married yet. And other people, I'm sure, wait until they're married to make that decision. But I think that it definitely kind of sets the tone of like, you know, and everyone can choose their own way that they want to set stuff up. But I agree that it kind of kind of lays the groundwork of like, we are sharing this, we're paying the bills together, we're, you know, the income that's coming in is ours together to choose how we want to spend it. And I love that you made the point about, uh, if I spend $100 on whatever I want, you know, you should be able to do the same because that just definitely keeps it very fair. And if you have that mindset, it'll hopefully prevent arguments or whatever so yeah yeah, that's that's great that's awesome that's so cool
1: though i mean we have such like different like households which like we my husband and i treat money the same way i mean obviously like what's mine is his and his, his his is mine and that's just like how we viewed it but we just like found like organizationally um my husband's a little bit ocd so we keep things, we keep things separate for like organizational purposes. So, you know, my husband takes care of XYZ bills. Like with my money coming in, I take care of like, you know, the treating yourself portion of it, the groceries, the everyday things. And then his money is a little bit more concrete for what it goes to. But at the, it's just for organizational purposes. Um, we've talked about like the whole joint bank account thing, but we just never like you know, felt like it was like going to benefit us. But it's super interesting that everyone like has like a different flow of things. But yeah, yeah, that's super cool.
0: Yeah, I love that. Well, I think that was a majority of the questions we had for you. But we wanted to kind of open it up to you, Hannah, if you had any other advice or closing notes or any kind of tips that you wanted to share before we have you kind of share all your links and where people can find you and any promotional things that you want to talk about at the end of the podcast today. So yeah, I'll open up to you and I'll let you take the floor for a little bit.
2: All right. Thank you. I would say my biggest tip for people, especially, you know, all the listeners out there, young, younger couples, women in general, my biggest advice would be to like, not be afraid to invest in yourself, you know, regardless of if it's like my course something working with you guys or just kind of whatever they need knowing that investing in yourself is so purposeful and like helping you grow and helping you learn in life and you know if you don't take the initiative to learn something for yourself the chances of someone just randomly coming along and teaching you are very slim so i just want to be like a really big encouragement to people listening if you're feeling stuck in some way in your life currently like Go find a course. Like go find someone. Reach out to someone you look up to, you respect, who is doing what you want, and really like don't be afraid to invest in yourself because it's so worth it. It is like really scary, especially like when there's a financial commitment, but it is so 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 worth it. And you always come out on the other side like stronger, more knowledgeable, more wisdom, and just better off. So it's kind of like my words of wisdom.
0: I love that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That I think is honestly, a piece of information. I'm 27. So my husband and I are, you know, that's what age we are. And I know Nina and Nina is a little bit younger. And I'm not sure mm-hmm. it's not the age like matters, but well, you're younger as well, Hannah, but, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but just as someone who is a little bit older, and, um, you know, I think it's what you said is so impactful. And I wish I had been surrounded by more encouraging women and military spouses when I was a little bit younger because I think what you said is so powerful and something that a lot of people I think will benefit from hearing. So thank you for sharing that. Tell us where we can find you. Tell us what you've got going on, any offers you currently have available. And then if people want to reach out and ask questions, where can people find you at?
2: Yes. So I have a website. It is called hannahbutlerfc.com. I have my blog there all about money tips, mindset tips, finance, military, all those things. And then also I also have my young wolf coaching course. I only take a few clients a month for that. And I have an application that you uh, can fill out if you're listening and you want to work with me one on one, you're more than welcome to go fill that application for the course out on my website. I also use Instagram a lot. I'm doing like fun, like challenge, like date night challenges and things like that on my Instagram all the time. So if you want to get involved there, you can follow me at underscore Hannah underscore Butler and then two underscores at the end. And you can also find me on Facebook and Pinterest, but I don't use Facebook quite as much as I use Instagram and Pinterest. On Pinterest, you can just search Hannah Butler, the Young Wealth Coach. And you should be able to find me there
0: awesome and we will link all of that in our show notes for everyone to find as well
1: awesome so yes i'm so happy so glad that you joined us today um on the independent dependent podcast thank you so much for all of your words of wisdom and i think that the work you're doing is like so impactful and so powerful for young military couples and everyone really but yeah thank you so much for joining us
2: yes thank you for having me this has been so amazing (laughs) <laughs> awesome thanks so much
1: for tuning into this episode of the independent dependent podcast
0: be sure to head over to Millsvillelifestyle.com to find the blog with all the show notes and links from today's episode
1: make sure you let us know what you thought about today's episode over on instagram at the Milspo Lifestyle.
0: thanks guys for tuning into today's episode we'll see you in the next one
1: bye